Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A1 Insights. I'm your host, Sophia Navard, and on this episode, we'll be discussing diaper need and the healthy mom and baby diaper drive. In honor of National Diaper Need Awareness Week, we're joined by our guest co-host and healthy mom and baby diaper drive consultant, Jessica Hasboon, along with Joan Culver, healthy mom and baby diaper drive supporter and leader, and Rachel Alston, founder of the PDX Diaper Bank in Portland, Oregon. Jessica, Joan, and Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. All right. To get us started, uh, tell us a bit about yourselves. I guess we, we can start with uh, Jessica first, Joan, and then Rachel. Sure. So I'm the Healthy Mom and Baby Diaper Drive Nurse Consultant, um, but I started as a maternal child nurse and saw and cared for families with diaper need firsthand. Um, so I started getting involved with the Healthy Mom and Baby Diaper Drive uh, maybe five years ago um, and have kind of just been enwrapped by it ever since. My heart, my passion is for diaper need and I love to be a part of this movement um, and for spreading awareness and just kind of easing that need throughout the United States. And I'm Joan Culver. I am uh, first and foremost a registered nurse and have been for 21 years. I am, my current position is a director of patient care services, but uh, my background is primarily maternal child health as a, a labor nurse and a variety of other roles. Um, I got involved with uh, diaper drives back in 2017 when I started our first diaper drive uh, with my organization, Franciscan Health. And um, we'll talk more about it, but it has grown and very excited as I saw the need in the community and uh, with patients over the years and, and realized that this was something that uh, we should be involved in. Hi, I am Rachel Alston. I am um, the executive director of PDX Diaper Bank here in Portland, Oregon. And, you know, honestly, I would say my journey in this field really started out with my own personal experience as a first time mom. It was about 15 years ago, experiencing diaper need and just something about that experience. It's a deep rooted emotional response as a first time mother and that never left me. And so that sort of started my journey in this field, um, starting the diaper bank about 10 years ago. And we've just been growing ever since. And, you know, just bringing in diapers to you know, not only my personal goal of making sure, you know, I want to prevent other mothers and other caregivers from having to experience those same things. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we got going. And, and. All right. Well, thank you three. Um, let's see, Jessica, start us off, please. Tell us more about the Healthy Mom and Baby Diaper Drive. And uh, perhaps you can share some 2022 updates. Absolutely. So the Healthy Mom and Baby Diaper Drive began in 2015, just after hearing stories and stories of our nurses donating extra diapers, wipes, car seats, and clothing to their patients and families that were in need. Um, and since then, we have partnered with our sponsor, Huggies, um, and the National Diaper Net Diaper Bank Network um, in hopes of just creating more resources that's going to help ease the needs, ease the diaper need and support those families we have the honor of serving. Um, I think it's important that we have a little bit of a background um, as to what diaper need is and what that really looks like for families throughout the United States for all those who are listening. Um, if you don't mind if I just jump into that really quickly. Um, but 
so what's diaper need? Um, diaper need is just not having enough diapers to keep your baby clean, dry, or healthy. So I'm a mom. I have three kids and one on the way. Um, and if you're a parent or if you've ever babysat in your life, you can remember the times when you're like changing their diaper and maybe they have already a little rash on their bottoms from the frequent diaper changes and wiping their bottoms. So you go to change their diaper and as soon as you put that fresh diaper on it, you don't even have to fasten it and they poop or pee again. And you're like, ah, great, the new pack is in the other room or, oh no, we're on our last diapers. I got to make a run to the store. Um, that's so common, right? Um, but now imagine having in the back of your mind that you only have five or 10 diapers last to last the rest of the week and that's it. And you're already stressed about finding enough change or spare cash to pick up another pack of diapers or even just finding a way to get to a diaper bank to pick up the next small pack. So what do you do as a new parent who's already navigating postpartum and all of these changes? So diaper needs is forcing parents to reuse soil diapers or to keep their children in soil diapers for longer periods of time which results in skin breakdown, infections, hospitalizations. Um, and research is even now showing that the stress and struggle of just meeting those basic needs affects the entire family unit, including that child's mental health for years and years to come. Um, and so that situation is so heartbreaking, but it's so, it's much more common than maybe we realize. Um, and in fact, one in three families in the United States experience diaper need. Um, and, and why is there a need? Diapers are so expensive. I, I believe they cost about $80 per month per child. And that was the pre-pandemic price. And I've seen firsthand how much those prices have increased since then. And Rachel, you can probably talk to this a little bit more too, because you're buying them regularly. Um, but the price is, is just has been so bad, especially with inflation right now that we're seeing. And you may be asking, okay, well, what about, you know, the federal assistance programs that are out there? Um, yes, there are federal assistance programs that can help these families in poverty, but the harsh reality is that even for those families that do qualify for federal assistance, there's no federal assistance programs that actually provide diapers to these families. Um, there are federally funded daycares, but most require that a family provide at least a week's worth of diapers for the child to even attend, which makes it really hard, if not impossible, for parents to send their child to daycare while they go to work or school. Um, I was reading on the National Diaper Bank Network that they said, in fact, 57% of families who experienced diaper need reported that they had to miss an average of four days of school or work per month because they didn't have diapers to send their child to child care. Um, and then that brings us back to us as maternal child nurses. Um, we are often the first ones to become aware of diaper need or financial strain that our patients may be experiencing upon when they check in or when we're getting um, their health and their history and their physical and we ask them a simple question. Um, and because of that, it's no wonder that our nurses began this mission to just ease that need along with physically caring for them, right? So over the course of the last seven years, the Healthy Mom and Baby Diaper Drive um, our A1 sections and chapters have raised over 2 million diapers by holding their own diaper drives for patients in need where they work or for local diaper banks or to other community support resources who provide, who can provide these diapers to families in need. Um, so this diaper drive has inspired so many nurses to get more involved. We have a nurse that started their own diaper bank and we also have our amazing nurse who's here today, um, who will be talking later, um, 
who not only hosts diaper drives every year, but plays an active role in spreading diaper need awareness by lobbying. Um, and that amazing nurse is none other than Joan Culver. Um, but the Healthy Mom and Baby drive this year is going. We are having drives throughout the entire United States. All of our sections and chapters are starting their um, their conferences and starting their chapter meetings again. And so we are just excited to bring this forward because as we know, diaper need hasn't eased off at all. In fact, maybe it's straining a lot more families now than it did a few years ago before the pandemic. So I'll pass it over to Joan. I've been speaking a lot and I'm so excited that she's here to share a little bit about what her role is in diaper drives um, and how she's kind of inspired healthy mom and baby nurses as well. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I certainly don't feel like I, I've, I've done much at all, but I really appreciate that intro. Um, so yes, we here at Franciscan Health, um, we are a health organization, um, a hospital, a series of hospitals in Indiana and uh, Illinois, the, the suburbs of Chicago, started our first diaper drive in 2017. And it was actually at, at just uh, one of our campuses. Um, in Northwest Indiana, we hosted our very first diaper drive. At that time, I was the service line director for women and children's for the um, whole organization and heard about diaper insecurity and realized that that was something that was impacting our community and had been really focused on infant mortality and maternal mortality and had really been looking at a lot of those um, issues in our community at the time when it when it became apparent to me that this was something that we could impact immediately. And some of the um, facts that you were sharing about helping parents that needed to go to work, um, the instances of child abuse that relate back to diaper insecurity as parents push for, um, you know, uh, uh, potty training sooner because of the the, the high cost and, and the difficulty obtaining diapers and just the reality that there are no, um, there's no assistance for diapers the way there are for other, other necessities. Um, it, it really, it really impacted me. Um, as has already been mentioned on this podcast, I'm also a parent. I have three young kids and at the time, um, had a one-year-old myself. She was my youngest. So I, I knew the cost and I knew how hard that 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 could be on any family, and I couldn't imagine being in a position where I was making choices um, for diapers versus going to work or or buying food. So we started our first drive, and it was primarily with the the staff at our hospitals. Um, did a little bit of community outreach, partnered with uh, some of our community partners, and and asked them to participate. We did it also to share those facts. Um, we wanted to make it known in the community why this was important. And that very first year, we actually collected 7,000 diapers. And we were so excited to be able to donate diapers to various community partners of ours um, and and be able to, to provide um, with diaper month being October. It was also right at the holidays that we were able to donate and make things easier for people usually when finances are, are heavily stretched. So it, it really became something that we started to embed within our, our organization. And since that time in 2017, we have ran a diaper drive every year, including in 2020 for COVID. And we have grown from being at that first campus 
um, to now we are doing it across all of our campuses. So we have a total of 14 hospitals and we are now um, hosting the drive everywhere. It goes across all of all of our campuses. It is um, includes some community partners in every neighborhood that we are serving. Um, we provide to a variety of different uh, community partners. And we have grown every year in the amount that people give. And it's primarily um, employees. Sometimes it's also community members that uh, we, we, we work with closely that have also heard about this and want to donate. And it allows us a real opportunity to, um, to give back, to give back to those that we are privileged to serve. Um, in Lake County, Indiana, we have actually partnered with the National Diaper Bank and have started our own diaper pantry so that we can um, continue to serve even more. So it, it's it's been pretty exciting to watch this go from being one drive to being kind of part of the fabric of our, our organization. Thank you, Joan. All right, last but not least, Rachel, I came across your story in a Healthy Mom and Baby article on diaper need. And so can you can you briefly share your story with us, please? So yes, happy to happy to share more. I know I talked a little bit about my, you know, personal experience with diaper need with my own daughter. Um, you know, and that's kind of what got PDX Diaper Bank off the ground, my passion for supporting local families. And, you know, we we operate a little differently. We we actually serve nonprofits in our own community. So since we started in 2012, we've distributed over 2 million diapers to families um, through a network. Currently, right now, we're supporting 35 local nonprofits. Um, so these are nonprofits that, that support families who are experiencing houselessness, uh, job insecurity, individuals trying to finish their education, it could be parents overcoming addiction, seeking safety through domestic violence services. So, um, you know, making sure that we're getting diapers out to families in whatever area of life, you know, they're at and um, supporting their journey um, to graduate high school or whatever those those things might be in their life. And that statistic that somebody said earlier about missing an average of four days in in work or school is as you can imagine, huge. Um, we serve some teen parent programs who told us that their attendance for their teen parents went up 20% once they were receiving diapers for the daycare on site. Um, so, you know, when we hear things like that, we just work really hard to, to really listen and get diapers to those programs where, you know, we never want to see somebody not graduating high school because of something as simple as a diaper. So making sure we get um, these really essential resources out to, to families that need them. And, you know, I'm trying to think of some, I mean, there's lots of things I can share. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of how, how we operate our programs at this point. Um, and we have a cloth diaper program that we support families as well who are experiencing diaper need that are looking for more sustainable solutions. Um, and yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> so we have diaper need awareness coming up, diaper need awareness week coming up. Um, I would say anybody you know, obviously local to any local diaper bank, really, 
Um, help volunteer, wrap diapers, uh, donate dollars, host a diaper drive event. We don't, um, we facilitate a lot of diaper drive events in our community on an ongoing basis year round. Um, anybody from schools to churches to backyard barbecues, children's birthday parties, you can incorporate diaper drives into anything you're doing. And it's something very fun. Um, people really enjoy it. And um, I would say if you're interested on a, on a national level, getting involved in advocacy work, you can share share information online about diaper need, um, spread the word about um, you know, the National Diaper Bank Network and, and even donating to the National Diaper Bank Network or finding your local diaper bank um, in, in the city that you live um, is such a huge help. Getting your hands on the diapers, wrapping them, hosting a diaper drive, it's all very, very helpful to the work we're doing. I, I would add, if, if I were to give advice on how to help spread awareness, um, in addition to donating and starting drives, one of the biggest things I found when we first started was the need to spread awareness about diaper insecurity. Um, what it is and, and why we need it, you know, that was such a huge part of it was, you know, we, we share six facts that, uh, every year about um, how many people struggle, you know, nearly one in three, the cost, um, the lack of, of state and national safety net programs, um, and, and really the impact it has on um, missing school, on um, potential exposure for babies and, and small children who remain in a diaper longer than necessary for, you know, skin breakdown and, and those types of things. Because so often people who maybe don't have children in diapers any longer or have exposure to small children um, are aware of it. So I think if even if if you're not in a position to donate, making people aware is is really a critical part of um, getting attention to diaper insecurity. All right, uh, Jessica, can you can you close us out? How can our you know absolutely health, yeah? How can our um, yeah. HMB listeners you know and and, and A one members and non members? How can we also totally. get involved? Um, I just want to echo what they said. The first step is really just taking the initiative to get involved. Um, like like Joan and like Rachel were saying, um, spreading awareness is I guess the number one thing you can do. Um, or you can do things like. Donating a pack of diapers to a, a diaper drive that's happening um, in your local community or choosing to host a small diaper drive. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It can be just, um, you know, partnering up with your place of work or maybe your local social worker um, facility or a food bank or a diaper bank or a place of worship or even with your local Girl Scout troop or Boy Scout troop, just anything. And it just takes an extra two seconds to share even this podcast or even a social media post about diaper need just to get that information out. Um, I've had a lot of people who wanted to host a diaper diaper drive, but didn't see a diaper bank that was maybe in their exact city or county. But there's definitely diaper banks like PDX that support hubs throughout the entire state. And I know we have that here in California. Um, so don't shy away from that. There is a link on the National Diaper Bank Network, um, their website, where you can see all of their members, of uh, all the diaper bank members that they have in every state and every city. Um, and you can click through there and see who they support and where they support that. 
And if you're interested and you just don't know where to start or you're just kind of feeling overwhelmed, but you really feel called like you want to support it this year, please feel free to email me at jhasboon at a1.org. And I would love to get you started. We can do it as simple as just dropping off diapers in a box in front of your office or setting up a virtual diaper drive, just anything. I would love to just walk you through it. Um, but yeah, just just deciding to do something would be amazing. And coming from someone who I feel so silly every time I say this, but I'm a product of a low-income family, a single mom to five kids, and just having to be able to take a deep breath and getting blessed with something small like a pack of diapers. Joan, you said you don't feel like you do much, but even just a small pack of diapers to a recipient family can mean the whole world. Um, so please don't shy away from even small acts of charity. Small, a small pack of diapers is still, is still huge to whoever is receiving it. Um, so yeah, please just take a step forward, um, reach out to me, and I would love to help you get started. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Jessica, Joan, and Rachel, thank you for joining us. Um, the three of you do such phenomenal work. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, please be sure to visit healthformom.org slash diaper dash drive to find out more information on the Healthy Mom and Baby Diaper Drive, a list of diaper banks near you, and other ways to get involved and address diaper deed within your community. I thank you again for joining us. And until next time, this has been Sophia Navard for A1 Insights.